You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet amazing guest. Let me give you a quick description. Do you know anyone that's worked with Sir Elton John or Elon Musk? Sent people down to see the wreck of the Titanic on the seabed or closed museums in Florence for a private dinner party and then had Andrea Bocelli serenade them while eating their pasta? Well, you do now. The gentleman's name is Steve Sims. He's quoted as the real-life Wizard of Oz by Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine. Steve is a best-selling author with his book, Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen. He's a sought-out consultant and speaker at a variety of networks, groups, and associations, as well as the Pentagon and Harvard twice. So, welcome to the show, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that is quite the resume. <laughs> and, you know, I heard about you a while back through, you know, through your concierge service that you've had, Bluefish, for, I think you've had that for several years now. But you've oh, yeah. got a lot of different things going on, including this book. So tell us a little bit about the book, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Anyone that knows me knows I'm a, an East London bricklayer that ended up founding the most uh, successful experiential concierge firm for billionaires and millionaires. Um, and then about two and a half years ago, I got asked to write a book naming names. And of course, I couldn't do that because if I did that, I'd be dead by cocktail hour. But then they asked me, you know, how does a bricklayer manage to do this with the Pope? So we changed angle and we wrote the book as a how to do things rather than who we do them for. It got launched a couple of years ago. And uh, I went from, so we were talking about this earlier, I went from 16 followers on, on any kind of social platform. I think 16 may have been the, the highest I had on one platform. Um, and now I'm literally speaking all over the planet. I'm consulting for you know, major corporations, entrepreneurs, um, running my own speakeasy events. It's it's quite an exciting time. That's awesome. So the book was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and you've got a lot of different things going on. You know, yeah. that intro, I don't want to leave that intro just hanging. You know, you talked about the experiential, you know, this whole concierge business. I mean, those are a couple of really wild examples, right? I mean, people, you know, shutting down the museum and being serenaded by Andrea Bocelli. I mean, how did you get into that type of business? I mean, what led you to that business? You know, the funny thing is we can talk about the business, but it's the exact same fundamental that I'm using for my consultancy and what any entrepreneur listening to this can do for their business. I discovered very, very early on that people just wanted stuff done. And the more powerful, the more, the higher profile you got, the more that they couldn't be seen to either be turned down or to fail at something. So they needed someone out there that was willing to go out there and get stuff done, whether it be getting them backstage with their kids, getting them frontline at Disney, getting them to do drum lesson with uh, Guns N' Roses, a guitar lesson with ZZ Top, 
whatever they could dream, they needed to know a who, not a how. And I realized very on that one, I was not scared because I was too ignorant to be terrified. And nowadays, social platforms, we meet someone and we're like, oh, you know, you're so-and-so. You've got millions of followers. Let me bow and kiss your feet. We get intimidated by people based on that social profile. And that's ridiculous. But I never had that. I was very ignorant to that. So I would walk up to someone and go, hey, I need to do this. How are we going to make it happen? I wouldn't ask them, can they do it? I wouldn't ask ever a yes or a no question to anything. Closing museums, hanging out with Elton John, would never ask, hey, how much is it going to cost me? Can you do this? Because no is the shortest word in the world, and nine times out of ten to one, you're going to get. So I would always say, hey, I really want to do this. What do we need to do to make it happen? And I would enter into this thing that's called, and this is a tough one, a conversation. (laughs) And the tough thing is, we're living in a world of, of mass distortion now where people are yelling messages at each other. You know, hey, get this now. Yes, that sounds great. We'll buy it now because it's two ninety seven instead of five ninety seven. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Will this make me rich? Yes, get rich. We're yelling messages at each other rather than conversing. And I would go up to people and have conversations. What I didn't realize was as more technology came into the planet, more of a disconnect was, was actually happening. And I was approaching people and going, hey, I believe you want to do this. Why is that important to you? And I was, bang, I was going into a conversation. And people, quite simply, were flabbergasted. They were taken back that I was actually asking them questions about what they wanted to do. I wanted to know the reason behind what their goal was. And I was conversing with people, and they found that incredible. So I used that in, I discovered that in my concierge service. And then I took it into my consulting and even, Speaking, you go onto a stage, there's way too many speakers that will stand up there for 40 minutes to tell you how just fucking brilliant they are when they should be up there going, hey, I did this. Let me use this and impart this to you to make you brilliant and actually converse with the attendees to make them smart. I believe the art of communication, sadly, is a, is a dying technology that we need to be focusing on. I discovered it in the concierge firm and I'm now, you know, utilizing the crap out of it now for my consulting, marketing, branding, and everything else I'm involved in. I love it. And it totally resonates with me. And that's why you're here today. We're going to talk about how people are using technology as a crutch, you know, to avoid conversations and develop relationships. When in reality, social media and digital is really just meant to amplify your message. But if you really want to get shit done, you got to have a conversation. You've got to develop a relationship. You've got to... You know, and, and so that's where we're going to go today. We're going to break away from how to go get, you know, 100,000 Instagram followers or how to build your email list. And we're going to talk about how to communicate, right? Because at the end of the day, it's my theory has always been relationships over transactions. And if you focus on relationships, the transactions will take care of themselves if you're, if you're planting the right seeds and you're, and you're providing enough value. So before we dive into that piece, okay, quick couple Quick question for you. So this is kind of an interesting question, especially for a guy like you before we dive in, right? Because you, you have a very interesting background and you have this big personality and I love it. So if You're you only could, saying that because we're both good looking bald fellas. Yeah, that's right. If my, <laughs> if my goatee was a slight bit longer, then they might, I might be able to go on tour for you. There so, you go. <laughs> so uh, here's the question. If you could have any business superpower, right? 
any business superpower besides the ones you already have, because you're obviously an amazing communicator, right? If you could have any business superpower, what would it be? Ooh, um, I, I suppose I suppose the ultimate one would be able to read people's mind. Um, oh, I love you know, that. I would love to be able to cut because you leave a room and you know you kind of think to, you always ask yourself, "What did I leave them with?" You know, what's the after chat? Now that the door's shut, what's going on in there? So I'd like to be able to stand outside and maybe read the minds of the people that have uh, I've just left to actually find out what they thought. Oh, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. And, and, you know, in communicating and developing relationships, you get a certain amount of feedback face-to-face, yeah. body language, the way they're answering, their tones and all that. And so, I mean, I think I'm not surprised that that's your answer because being a communications expert and a guy that that's what he does, that it sounds to me like you know, you're just trying to expand on that feedback that you're getting even further. So awesome. Listen, perfect. All right. So let's unpack this. You know, Technology is being is designed to amplify your message, whether that be your email list or whether that be Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is. It's designed to amplify, but it's not designed to replace communication. So unpack this for us a little bit. And, and in particular, if you can frame it in such a way that some of the people in my audience, whether they be entrepreneurs or marketers or salespeople, they can start maybe leveraging some of this so that they can not make these same mistakes over and over again, and they can have an impact on their business. Well, fantastic. And I'm, this is probably the best conversation to be having. And until, until I can pay my mortgage or my bar tab with my Facebook likes, I don't give a shit about them. The key to the planet today is engagement. Engagement, engagement, engagement. And engagement needs to then quickly turn into a conversation. The, you're correct. All this technology is coming at us. Every day, there's a new platform. There's a new uh, CRM. There's a new social platform where all the top leaders go to. I think I get invited to maybe maybe three different social platforms a week. And I had a, a chat on my podcast a couple of weeks ago with a guy called Dan Fleischman. He said there's over 300 social platforms out there, but most people can only name like about five, you know, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of those kind of things. But there are over 300 and they're growing. There's more and more coming out every single week. And people are looking at those and they're going, oh, how can I do this? And how can I put a funnel? And how can I? They're missing the key thing. One person wants to talk to another person and have that problem solved. Anything outside of that is voyeurism. It doesn't matter. There's no connection. But the bottom line of it is one person. Now, if you're a mortgage broker, you want to find someone that's buying a house. If you're trying to buy a house, you want to find a mortgage broker. You've got to be able to connect with people. You've got to be able to have a conversation. And any of the technology that we have available today, and I use a lot of it. And every day, I've just started using TikTok, okay? I think I've got 12 followers. So maybe after this, I'll have 13. But (laughs) I'm I'm just trying it. And most of the stuff out there is free. So if you don't like it in six months... Stop using it. But if you haven't used it for six months, don't bitch at me that it doesn't work for you. So right. the technology is there to amplify. My son plays guitar and drums, and every now and then he's gone, oh, Dad, I want to play this. I say, well, play it. And he's gone, yeah, but I need to get the amp because if I'm, if I'm not plugged in, you can't hear it. Well, you are a musical instrument, okay? Every piece of this technology that's out there, whether it be social platforms, whether it be chatbots, whether it be click funnels. All of these things are a way to amplify your music, your talent, your point, your view, your message. But then something happens. It connects with someone. It, it resonates with someone. 
and they will respond. And that is the time technology stops. That is the time where you can go, well, thank you very much, Brian, for reaching out to me. I do appreciate it. What made you do that? What was the cause that said, hey, I get what this guy, I need something here. What do you need? You know, what problem do you have that you believe Steve Sims could solve? You know, and you start a conversation. You'll be stunned because so many people, I will respond to someone on a message and I can't spell. And we all know how AI is because it's all very formal. And I'll be like, hey, Jack, that's very funny that you should say that. But why the hell do you say that? And I realize that's a real person. I go, is this Steve? And I'll respond with, well, it's not his mum. What, <laughs> what do you need? And they will be like, I can't believe you answered. I said, look, I asked you a question. I asked, are you trying to do something with your business? Are you trying to? I asked a question. You answered. Why do you therefore find it unusual that I would answer again? Why do you find it strange that I would communicate? But the trouble is, people do find it amazing. So every single piece of that technology, use it. Use ManyChat, use the AI, use the click funnels, use them all to draw people to you. But the second that you stop responding, Amazon's going to take your job. So if you want to be bankrupt, if you want to be flipping burgers in McDonald's, continue doing what you're doing. If that McDonald's probably isn't going to need you soon either. But the bottom line of it is, use the technology to amplify your message, but then be prepared to back it up with engagement and conversation. It's funny because, you know, something came to my mind here as you were, as you were sharing that, particularly as a talk, you're talking about social networks, social media, right? Places like TikTok and, and Instagram and YouTube and LinkedIn and all these different places, right? Where there's all this content and mm-hmm. you're amplifying your message. I think one of the mistakes people make, particularly entrepreneurs and even marketers, is that they think social media is for getting customers, right? They think that it's a straight line from I post content or I post something interesting on social media and that gets me customers. That's not the truth. The truth nope. is your goal with social media is to simply amplify your message and to start conversations, which then could potentially lead to those relationships, client relationships, vendor relationship, friendships, you know, collaborations, whatever the case may be. It's really designed to lead to a conversation, which is what you were just talking about. It's voyeurism. Social networks are nothing more than Tinder. The only people join Tinder is because they <laughs> they get to they get to look through these websites and so they look to get they get to look at hot girls and then they go ooh, ooh yes that one please we're the exact same we put a video up there to gain exposure and to find those people that that relates to you I'll put a video up there and I'll talk about a chug test or I'll talk about who's reading your emails or I'll talk to you. I interviewed um, a prostitute on my podcast and then I did a video afterwards about what a prostitute told me about my socks and I'll do a video about it. I'm not trying to get any money out of it. No, there's no offer there, but people will listen and go, do you know, that's got a good point. And then they will voyeur you more until the point that they go, hey, I want to start a conversation here. So all you're doing is laying yourself out there. You're exposing yourself for voyeurs all over the planet to be watching you, that they can finally make a decision. Shall I dip my toe in and see if I can get into a conversation here or engage? And that's when you take over. So social networks are nothing more than banners exposing your voice, what you stand for. And here's a big thing. Here's a big key thing. If it's what that, if, if that is what it's for, don't show up as someone else. 
I am stunned at how many people try to be the new Gary V with his, with his beanie on or try to be the Grant Cardone stood outside his jet. Or they try to be the Tay Lopez with his lineup of cards. They try to be somebody else. None of those people try to be someone else. They try to amplify themselves. So it takes zero effort for you to be you. So turn up as you because no one's going to be able to connect, relate, or even want to engage with someone that they're confused about. And if you aren't comfortable with who you are, then you're a scam. It's as simple as that. Show up as you, warts and all, and tell people what you really feel. You will get some haters. You will get people throwing crap your way. And I always say, be so successful, you get haters. But you will also get those people that resonate. Yeah, um, love it. And that's what you're focusing on. So once, once you start that conversation, can we dive and unpack maybe some, some strategies for communicating one-to-one better? Because I think, again, like yeah. you said, it's a dying art, right? People oh, are yeah. losing the ability to communicate. And this is a little bit of an, a tangent, but I've got a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old. And what kind of blew my mind is that they don't teach kids cursive writing anymore. No. Like the art of, and, and, and when I say that, I know it's an offshoot, it's, but it's still a form of communications. They're not teaching mm-hmm. people how to write with a pen or a pencil anymore. You literally, everybody prints. My kids do not know how to write cursive. They were never taught. My, my daughter's in eighth grade. She's never taught how to write cursive. So I think that's just kind of a, a little subset. And I think that goes hand in hand with the ability to verbally communicate. And so if you could unpack some of that for us, that would be great. I would love to hear some of the things that you've used to develop some of these relationships and, and really build such a great business. So as parents, it's tough. It's a very, very tough period in our life. I say to my wife, hey, I need to do something. She'll make a little notepad. She'll make a little note of it on the notepad that's in the kitchen. I say to my son, are you going to do that tomorrow? He picks up his iPhone. He goes, Siri, remind me tomorrow to do so-and-so. So we're in a different period of time. I want to give you the most offensive word in the human language today. Okay? It's offensive. Okay? The word is why. Now, you may think, I, I, I can see from you, you're kind of like, ah, that doesn't sound very offensive. I will get people that reach out to me on Facebook message and they'll be like, hey, Steve, I've got this thing and, that, and I want to get together. I want to have a call with you. We should talk about it. And I will just respond with why. And then people will go, well, you know, God, if you're going to be so arrogant, Christ, I only ask. And they will get offended <laughs> by it, okay? Because I'll just go, why? And then you'll get other people going, well, I felt with your conversation, you could do, and those people I will respond to. But here's another way that that's used. And people do avoid the word why. I go to people and I say to people, and I've got a brilliant story on this. I go to people and people say to me what they want. And I've often said within my concierge business and now within my business consulting business that I never, ever give a client what they ask for. I give them what they need, desire, and lust for. And those two things are different. So someone will say something like, hey, yeah, I want to do this. And you go, hey, I hear you. But why is that important? Why does that need to happen? Why do you want that now? You ask why. And I, I, I write in my book, and I'm not pitching the book. In fact, quick thing, if you go to stevedsims.com and, and subscribe to the newsletter, I will give you free of charge the PDF playbook of Bluefish and the Art of Making Things Happen. And I actually talk in there about ask why three times. You want to get to the core of what the reason is so that you can work there. You can work from the inside. And people don't ask why. People will walk up now and they go, hey, I need this to happen. You'll go, yes, certainly. Let me do it. That's called a transaction. Okay? You know, you walk into McDonald's. I want a a cheeseburger. There's your cheeseburger. Done. 
But if you walk in, I want a cheeseburger. Why? I know it sounds crazy. Why? Well, because I want a cheeseburger. Have you tried any of these? Have you tried the chicken burger? You have a fat burger. Have you thought about the salad? You know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? people, <laughs> people don't ask why. They don't challenge the question anymore. And why I have discovered has become my most powerful question. And here's my quick story. And I know this is a short podcast. So I'll That's okay. No, I, I, please. I had a guy contact me. I worked for Elton John for about eight years. In fact, this was my last year that um, I worked with him. And I had a client contact me and they said, hey, I want to meet Elton John. And I said, oh, great. Why do you want to do that? And he was like, well, you know, he's, he's so Elton John. He's one of the last icons. So, you know, everyone's dying. I want to photograph with one of the oldest living legends now. I went, okay. There was no substance. You know, it was too shallow a request. So I said to him, oh, yeah, let me see what I can do, and I'll come back to you. And obviously, I did not. Because about a month later, I get a phone call to one of my team, and this person, this guy was asking that he wanted to meet Elton John. We thought it was actually this guy's buddy that was trying a different angle or something because we'd ignored him. So I took the call, and I said, hey, how you doing? He's like, hey, how are you? And he's all confident and jovial. And uh, I said, so, you know, how can I help you? He said, hey, I'd like to meet Elton John and get a photograph. I was like, oh, that sounds great. Why is that important? And the guy was like, oh, uh, well, you know, I, I want to meet Elton John. I want to get a photograph. And, um, well, you know, there's, there's things. And it was that last hesitation that I picked on. I went, okay, but why is it important to you? And he went quiet. And then, as God's my witness, he said to me, my dad used to take me to school. He used to take me to school and he used to pick me up from school every day. It was our thing. I'm in my 50s now, but that was our thing. And he only ever had one cassette in the car that was Elton John. And he would sing out on, on the way to school and he would sing out on, on the way back from school. He said, and now in my 50s, wherever I am, when Elton John comes on the radio, my dad's next to me in the car. I want to thank Elton for that. That was mm. it. That was the why. Wow. That And that. That was the, the, what I needed to be able to go to Sir Elton John and chat with him. And we got the guy to meet him, chat with him, hug it out. That was the why. Until you get there, you don't know what you're solving. And that's the key. So use the word why in all of the transactions. I do a lot of work with mortgage and the real estate and the financial industry. And people would turn around and go, oh, I want to buy a house in the area. And I had this, um, I think, about two months ago. And I said to people, ask why, because some people will come up, I want a house in this area. And you will get the obvious people to go, great, let me look at it for you. How many bedrooms do you want? Three, how much? They will work on the superficial, the surface level request. Ask the question, why that street? And one of my clients actually asked the client that. And the story was that they lived down the road. They never had any money. But his mum used to drive him down this street because that's where all the posh people lived. So to him, that street had a connection because that's where his mum had always wanted to live. And therefore, he wanted to buy a house to basically bring his mum home. Yeah, okay? I love that. I love that. And what's really cool is this. It reminds me, whenever you talk to an entrepreneur, whether they be new or you know, even, even seasoned entrepreneurs, you'll ask them, why did they start their business? Or, or let's reframe it. If they're early entrepreneurs and they want to start a business, the number one reason why they want to start a business is <laughs> to make freedom. money, to make yeah. money or freedom, right? To make yeah. money. Oh, they always say, I want to make money. I want to make six figures. I want to make seven yeah. figures. I want to make money. When that's really not the why, right? Nope. That's one layer of the why. And so 
if that's the reason why you start the business, a lot of times when you run into those struggles and those difficulties along the way, it's too shallow. It doesn't keep you, yep. it's not sustainable over a longer period of time. And that's what you're, that process of asking multiple level, multiple whys, ask why, and then ask why again, and then ask why again. And you'll get to this real issue. You'll get to the real point. You'll get to the real why, but it takes some, you know, it takes a little bit of soul searching. And sometimes it takes people challenging you to really break out of that framework of, of that, you know, that initial why, right? That just, that superficial why and, and get to the real one. I mean, I, I hope it does. Yeah, it does. But what it also gets you on the tail end, which is a, which is a beautiful little add on is when you actually delve down and we joke in my office about using your inner Sherlock, when you actually delve down and down and down and you actually, you know, mine into the cause of the question, You've connected at a level that you never thought you'd connect with that person. And then this is what happens. That person goes and meets someone else and says, you need Steve, you know, and they, you start getting referrals. My concierge business has no phone number, no email on our website. We have never had a way of contacting us (laughs) because quite simply, our clients go out and do the marketing for us. And we always talk to our consulting clients and we do the exact same. If I can impact your business, your life, would you do me the pleasure of allowing it to impact mine by introducing me to other people? And I get them doing the marketing for me. And in a world overrun by Facebook ads, there is no better credibility than someone that spent money with you telling someone else to do the same. 100%. 100%. Totally agree. I love that technique and I'm actually going to leverage it because I don't do that enough in conversations that I have with, you know, with new people that I connect with, with my existing clients, with friends. I mean, you know, digging into that why, peeling back that onion a little bit, I think will expose it. And I think you mentioned something that was really interesting. You will connect with them at a very different level. And I think one of Mm. the biggest reasons why is because they're going to realize the difference in the type of conversation they're having with you than the typical conversation they have with everybody else, right? So you're oh, being yeah. different in such a way that it's much more memorable, much more meaningful. They under, you know, they feel as though you understand them better as opposed to this, you know, again, using technology to try to put this persona out there and and well, let's talk about technology. If you want to look at the oldest evolving technology in the planet, look in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth tonight, okay? We still get startled when we walk past a bush and it, and it rustles. We still look when we see someone attractive walk the other side of the, of the road. We are very, we've advanced a little bit, but we're still animals. And at its core, we're pack animals. We look to connect with those that we can connect with, we can rely on, and that we can relate to. That's why... The social platforms do so well. That's why all the Facebook communities, the LinkedIn groups, that's why groups and clubs do well. And in a world today where we're getting more and more disconnected, people actually go online to find those groups that they can join. And so when you do connect with someone, you're actually giving them something as primates, as animals they want. They want to connect with someone that understands them and they can be themselves. They haven't got to be a superficial a version of themselves that they stick on Instagram, they can be them. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, we're going to have to wrap it up for today, but I'm going to ask you two questions. Try to keep them really short if you would, and we'll wrap it up. Number one is, 
what's your favorite growth tool or software that you use to grow your business? If there's some sort of SaaS product or app or something that you use to grow your business. I know you're not a, I know you're two. Two. One ahead. of them I use a company called Textiful. I love doing text alerts to all of my clients because there's no such thing as a junk file on your text. So use text. It gets through better than email. It's called Textiful. Textiful. T-E-X-T-I-F-U-L.com. There's loads of mass texting services Love out it. there, but texting gets out far better than email. Yeah, okay? for sure. The second thing is mindset. I challenge myself to do or try something different once a week. This can be something as remote as just trying an appetizer at a restaurant that I would never try. It could be trying a whiskey that I've never tried. It could be trying a different road to my uh, location. My mind is always set that once or twice a week, I'm going to try something different. Love it. And what would be, besides your book, of course, and I would recommend everybody grab a copy of that, but besides your book, what would be one book that you would recommend or something you know, you've read along your journey or something you think might help the audience? Do you know, I really liked, it's funny, I really liked Jay Abraham because Jay Abraham was a, an icon, well, he's still an icon, but he was a big icon of the 80s and 90s salesmanship, okay? And then to be blunt, and I love Jay, Jay's a friend of mine, in the early 2000s with technology, his stuff became out of fashion, you know, and it, it, it didn't work anymore. But in a world where we need communication, I go back to that because the philosophies in the 80s and 90s of how to connect that Jay put on paper is what you need to be doing today. So bring the 80s and 90s back and buy anything by Jay Abraham. Yeah, old is new. I love Jay as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, love it. Well, listen, Steve, I really appreciate being here today. Let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about everything you got going on, maybe get a copy of your book, and we'll wrap it up for today. All right, Bluefish in the Art of Making Things Happen, clearly one of the best books since Harry Potter. I'm on, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on an Entrepreneur's Advantage with Steve Sims. That's my Facebook community. Or you can go to Steve D. Sims, that's D for dog, Sims, S-I-M-S, dot com and sign up for the newsletter and get a free video and the pdf of bluefish in the art of making things happen love it steve appreciate you being here my friend great meeting you and we'll talk again soon cheers bud listeners i want to thank you for tuning in i truly appreciate your time if you're enjoying the podcast then do me a huge favor click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review it would mean a lot to me